Good morning. How are you all? Happy Easter Sunday. For those of you who are expecting Jess Miko to be speaking, I apologise, I am not Jess. Unfortunately, Jess got COVID. I know. Sad for her, sad for you, because you get me again. So if you were here on uh, Good Friday... I spoke uh, into the theme of He Sees Me, and I did confess that it took me a while to work out what that actually said. And then I found out I wasn't the only one. It's a good thing. So um, here we are, Easter Sunday. Big day, right? Easter Sunday and the resurrection of Jesus is the pivotal part of the Jesus story, the Christian faith. No other God or religion makes this claim. And because it's so crucial to the Christian faith, it's also one of the most debated, argued points of faith. As Christians, it sits of the very core of what we believe and who we follow. If there was no death and resurrection of Jesus, there would be no Christian faith. So it's obviously pretty important. Agreed? There are millions around the world who don't believe it. There are millions who do. Both will give and can give you their story, their evidence, their arguments, And as could I, and there was, as I was reflecting on this, I would love to give you the proof and the evidence, but I really believe in my heart today, it's really about my personal experience. It's what I have seen. You see, on Friday, I spoke about how God sees me. How Jesus Jesus truly saw the thief on the cross. But my question today is, do you see him? Because it's one thing to be seen by him, but it's a completely different story when we see him. Now, I'm not sure what you believe about our world in this room today. There could be some people here that believe the world is flat. There could be those that believe the world is sphere. I'm not going to enter into that debate with you today. But one thing I am confident of is if I took someone who believed the earth was flat into outer space and showed them, assuming the world is sphere, I haven't been there so it could be flat, and they could see the world for themselves, I'm pretty sure that they would change their view based on their personal experience. Because they'd see it for themselves, right? Seeing is believing. For me, it is the personal experience of Jesus that shapes my world. It's what I have seen and what I have experienced. 
It's not the scientific evidence, the doctrine, the historical facts, and of course, they're helpful and useful and important, but for me, it's my personal experience that ultimately determines what I believe and how I live my life. It's when I see him that everything changes. You know, I've had a personal experience of faith with Jesus. I've seen him and I've seen him at work. And no amount of arguments can ever take that away from me. I see him. There were many, in fact, hundreds of people that saw Jesus when he rose again. Close friends, his disciples, the doubters and the believers. And in fact, at one point, Jesus appeared to hundreds of people at the same time. Their experience of the risen Jesus changed them, shaped them, and propelled them into what I believe was a disruptive future. Because people who truly see Jesus become disruptive. They live a different way. It's disruptive to a world that doesn't see, but refreshing to those that do and those that want to. They bring disruptive hope, restoration and kindness. They are disruptive because they are inclusive non-judgmental and invitational. Those who are seen and truly see leave a mark of love, acceptance and renewal. There's a beautiful experience recorded in John's narrative that I love and it's the encounter that Jesus has with Mary Magdalene. Jesus and Mary Magdalene were very close. And I love that Jesus chose to reveal himself first to Mary, a woman. Jesus often does that. Reveals himself to the least expected. The non-privileged, the marginalized, the powerless. It's not the rich. It's not the politically powerful. It's not the influential or the well-known. It's children. The poor. The underprivileged. And the powerless. In this story, in this narrative, it's Mary. A woman. And I love that. You know, Mary is one of the strongest and most devout followers of Jesus. She supported his ministry, she journeyed with him and the other disciples, she was present at his crucifixion, his death, his burial and his resurrection. Quite a resume. So I want to read to you part of that story out of John chapter 20, verse 14. So Mary goes to the tomb and Jesus is there, risen. Not what she was expecting. She turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know it was Jesus. 
And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will take him away. So at this point, she still believes and assumes that the Jesus that she followed is dead. And then Jesus says to her, Mary. And maybe it was that moment when she lifted her head. Because she turned to him and knew exactly who he was. And I think also in that moment, her natural instinct was big hugs. Jesus said, don't cling to me for I have not gone to be with the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And so Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. There's a transformational moment in this narrative. And it wasn't her being seen. Because Jesus saw her. He knew her. But it was not until Mary sees Jesus that her world is turned upside down. Jesus sees Mary and he speaks. But at this point, to Mary, Jesus is just the gardener. And she is mourning and grieving the loss of her Lord, her Saviour, her friend. Her eyes have not been yet opened to who is standing before her. It could have been her grief. It could have been the tears in her eyes, the depth of loss and pain, or simply that she had not looked up. But she hadn't seen him. He saw Mary. And he sees me and he sees you. But it's not until we lift our heads and see him that the transformation takes place. You know, I think in our world, our heads are down, gazing at our own stuff, our struggles, our journeys, our view is limited. I think in the chaos of our world, it is difficult to see. So many opinions and views to digest, unpack and try and make sense of. And in a way, I feel this is kind of blinding to us. Now, I was sharing at our Sea Change campus a few weeks ago about, you know, when I was growing up, if I wanted to get a second opinion about something, I had to call a friend. Or I had to go and see someone, literally. Whereas now, I can get a thousand different views and opinions on the same subject within about 15 minutes without leaving my home. So there's so much stuff coming at us and at our world that I think it's easy for us not to see. See through the chaos, see through the fog, see through the stuff. 
You know, in 2 Corinthians, it says that in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The God of this world, religion, self-righteousness, ego, exclusion, judgment, opinions, all of what is coming at us can be so blinding that it's easy to just look down. And here we find Mary in this magical moment of grieving the loss of someone she loved and believed in and followed. And her head is down. She's weeping. You don't normally weep like this. She's weeping. She's grieving. And she's now not only grieving the loss or the death of her Jesus, but someone stole his body. And in that transformational moment when Jesus speaks her name, when he does that in a way that she recognizes his voice, it's a personal encounter. It's a moment where Jesus speaks her name, I believe, in an affectionate, loving way that only Mary would know. She lifts her head and sees her Jesus. And in that moment, her life is transformed. Everything changes. Everything changes. On Good Friday, I shared a little poem about how God sees me. And so I thought I would share that same poetic brilliance again, because I wrote it. But I've changed it a little bit to now he sees you. He sees you. He sees you when you feel you're in the dark. He sees you when you look away. He sees you when you feel alone. He sees you in the crowd. He sees you. Can you see him? His love. His light. He sees you when you turn your back. He sees you when you try and he sees you when you fail. He sees you when you win and he sees you when you lose. He sees you when you can't see yourself and he sees you when you can't even bear to look. He sees you. Do you see him? He sees you in your victories. He sees you in your triumphs. He sees you when you love well. He sees you when you are kind. He sees you in your doubt. He sees you in your rebellion. He sees you. Do you see him? He sees you when you do not understand. He sees you when you're afraid. 
He sees you in your pain. He sees you in your joy. He sees you when you get it wrong. He sees you. Can you see him? He sees you when no one else sees you. When you feel unseen, he sees you. And his seeing isn't just watching. It's more powerful than simply noticing. It's deeper than observation. It's not just being seen. It's being known. When he sees you, he knows you. He is present in his seeing. Even in his silence, he is not absent. When he sees you, he feels you. He hears your heart, the beats, the rhythms, the brokenness, the expectation. And he connects with your whispering, with your quietness, with your creativity, with your questions, and with your doubt. When he sees you, he draws near. And he says, I see you. Like when he said, Mary, I see you. There's no judgment, no condemnation. There's no I told you so or you're not enough. He sees you, all of you, the good, the bad, the beautiful and the hidden. And he says, yes. I am with you. He sees you. Do you see him? Because it's one thing to be seen by him, but it's a completely different story when we see him. My prayer today is that not only will you know you are seen, but you will begin to see with open eyes. Let's pray. God, we do celebrate the very crux of why we are here. And that is that our God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live, to die, and to rise again. That you so loved the world that you gave your son as a gift. You didn't send your son into the world to judge and condemn, but to be its saviour and rescue it. And I pray for all of us in the midst of the chaos of what goes on around us, of what we see in our own worlds and what we see in the bigger world, that we would see you. That we would not only know that we are seen by you, but that we would see you. And in that moment, that our lives would be changed 
and we would live out that disruptive way of living that helps change and shape and transform the world that we are a part of. In Jesus' name. Amen.